Hey there, happy day, Sharon Hornelson here with my little wolfy friend. I think its name is Myoni. Myoni? Myoni? Actually, it is my daughter's wolf. I think it could be my son-in-law. She could have given it to him for a gift from their honeymoon or something. Anyway, I found Myoni, and I want to talk about crying wolf. Do you cry wolf? Have you ever cried wolf? I'm sure I've cried wolf. I'm sure I have raised an alarm when it wasn't really necessary or to give a false alarm. I haven't really, I don't think I've intentionally given a false alarm. Although I did warn people in my corporate career, I worked in the quality function predominantly. And my job was to look for things that could go wrong so that we could find ways to prevent them to protect our customers, protect the company, but to protect our customers too. I worked in personal care industry, the food industry, and you know, it's a really a matter of life and death. You can really harm someone if something goes wrong in a food business and it was something people will ingest. You can really have problems if somebody puts something on their skin that could damage or harm them. So although I would think that some of my coworkers thought I raised the alarm too much and raised the alarm falsely because the probability of the things that we thought would happen happening was rare, that was my job. That was my responsibility to protect our customers and to protect our company and the people that worked there by raising the alarm. So to cry wolf, where the heck does this come from? Of course, it is an Aesop fable, one of the most famous of Aesop's fables. And it's about a little shepherd boy. He's hanging out in the hills with his sheep and he's lonely. And so he decides he's gonna get some attention. So he yells wolf at the top of his lungs and the village people come running only to discover that there is no wolf. Now, he might've gotten away with it and he might've been okay, but he did it a bunch more times, right? He kept doing it. He kept crying wolf, getting all the villagers to run and <clears throat> try to help him with the wolves and save his flock. And after doing this many times and finding that it was a false alarm, the people of the village grew suspicious of the, of the young shepherd. <clears throat> and then one day, of course, as would happen, a wolf did approach and come into his flock and killed all his sheep because as he cried wolf at the top of his lungs over and over again, nobody came to his rescue. No one came to help him save his flock. And so he lost his whole flock. And that is the story behind the famous cry wolf saying, right? If you, if you cry wolf, if you make a false alarm or if you give a false alarm, if you um, warn of peril and you know it's not gonna happen or you know it's not true this is more of a if you know it's not true but you're you're doing it for attention right and we we find all sorts of ways to draw attention to ourselves think of kids if you're working with kids employees and people and humans we're all the same right we're all just big kids <laughs> if we don't get enough attention in positive ways or we can't get attention or feel like we're getting enough attention in positive ways we find ways to behave in negative ways to get the attention that we want now Sometimes people believe that negative attention is better than no attention at all. So what does this have to do with, with growing our businesses and supersizing our businesses and creating the business that we want? Well, several things. Uh, do you have people in your organization that tend to cry wolf? You know, the tattletales, the naysayers, the complainers, negative people in your organization. And how do you handle those people? And what do you do to make sure that their behavior isn't negatively impacting other people in your organization. You as the leader of your organization or a leader in your organization, that's part of your responsibility and your role is to pay attention to the culture that's being created in your business. 
Another thing to think about is, <clears throat> I actually had a boss once who, who was a huge um, perpetrator of this behavior. He had us do these scenarios called what ifs. He always knew that none of them were ever gonna, gonna happen, right? And he would come up with these wild scenarios or what ifs and he would have all of us department heads stay up all night long and create all these elaborate spreadsheets and um, what would you know what would we do if this happened what would we do if this happened and then we found out after about 12 times of him doing this that he was just having us do this before he met with his boss to to make himself look good to have all this information and studies done that would make him look good but we were never going to do anything with that information nothing was ever done with that information and we were wasting resources. We were wasting our time and our energy on these projects and these ideas that were never gonna happen. And not to say that we shouldn't research and study and plan out and, and do ideas, but we should do them for the right reasons. We should do them because we're trying to do better things for our business, not because one person wants to make themselves look better. Kind of reminds me of the news, right? Isn't the news, doesn't it report all this doom and gloom for its own reason, for uh, all the all the media companies, they want more viewers, right? They have their own reasons for sharing the stories that they share with us. Is it to make the world a better place? I don't think so. I don't think all the doom and gloom and the negativity that the news media shares is to make the world a better place. It's to do something. It's to control and to manage something, but it isn't for the betterment of the people that are watching the news, right? I mean, could argue about that, but I'm going to say, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> um, how else does this affect you as you're building and growing your business? Well, you need to be okay with asking for help. God, we have to all ask for help. None of us create what it is that we want to create in our businesses in a vacuum. We need to ask for help, but we need to ask for help when it makes sense. And there's a difference between delegating and crying wolf and asking for help and just pushing things off on other people because we don't want to take responsibility for it. Um, but we need to ask for help when it's needed and we need to delegate when it's necessary, right, in our organizations. We also, uh, it's really funny, I did just tell this story. I, was, I can't remember why I was telling it to my, my four-year-old granddaughter, but I just was telling her about this story and, and crying wolf. She must have been asking for something or doing something or complaining about something. It's funny that I can't even remember what it was about, but this story popped into my mind and I just told it to her like a week ago. Um, so when I saw this uh, idiom, I thought, okay, this is a good one. Let's talk about crying wolf. The other thing about crying wolf that makes me laugh about this little cute guy is my daughter wanted wolves in her bedroom. When we built our house like 20 some years ago. She was five. She was going to be she was in kindergarten and she wanted a wolf border in her bedroom so badly. It was back when people put borders in their house all the time. And we looked at a bunch of wolf borders and out of my own fear for her having bad dreams and not being able to sleep and stuff, I kiboshed that idea and I would not let her put up a wolf border. Now, was I doing that for her best interest or was I doing it for my fear of what would happen and how much it would impact me if it did cause her to have bad dreams. What's the worst that could have happened? I would have had to rip off the border and put on a new one. But instead, she got mad. She got a little upset with me over the years that I didn't even know about because I put up a cute little bunny border that I thought she would like better. <coughs> now, it's interesting. She still likes wolves. She actually bought this for her husband, I think, on their honeymoon or something. And so I happened to find a tan. I'm like, ah, if we're talking about crying wolf, why not grab a wolf and talk about crying wolf? So I'd love to know what you think about this particular saying have you experienced it have you worked with people okay 
in corporate America, I'm going to say if you work and have a job and work in corporate America and have ever had a boss or a manager, you have experienced someone crying wolf. Either a coworker or a boss or a manager. It just it's it's inherent and, and so common. People tend to blow things out of proportion and think that everything is the end of the world. They think every challenge, every obstacle is the end of the world, the end of the business, the end of our lives. And so we need to push against that tendency to overinflate the importance of individual events and individual things. We also need to pay attention to people's behavior and are they behaving in a way that makes the organization better or makes the organization worse. And then we have to deal with that accordingly. That's it. Have an absolutely amazing day. If I can help in any way, hit me up in the comments below. Otherwise, I'm going to go look for people crying wolf. Have a great day.